Welcome to the Friends Like Films podcast. I'm Britt. And I'm Greg. And this is the podcast for you to hang out with us for a bit while we discuss a movie one or both of us loves. And we're continuing our summer series this week. And it's, Greg, it was your pick. Mm -hmm. We're doing um, a movie we both really love, 2007's Superbad. (laughs) Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, one of my all-time favorite comedies, but I think it's pretty well thought of in the comedy world it's like high up there ranking like like highly ranked yeah. as far as comedy goes definitely um we'll talk about it more later in the episode but it's definitely the the movie that i probably takes the title for me seeing in a theater and laughing the hardest i think it still holds uh, that record for me personally yeah it might be anchorman for me another great pick or napoleon dynamite which I, in retrospect, don't love as much, but at the time when I saw it in theaters, I thought it was hilarious. Oh yeah, I didn't. I didn't see Napoleon Dynamite in uh, theaters. I, I rented it from Blockbuster. Um, but yeah, man, that movie was was everything when it came out <laughs> for yeah. us. It was. Um, so yes, later in the episode, we'll be talking deeply about Superbad. Mm-hmm. Um, but to kick off our our movie news section, um, I think the first thing we're going to talk about. Is Scarlett Johansson and her suing the mouse. She's suing Disney. Yeah, and she's going to lose. <laughs> like, who sues Disney and wins? I don't know. Has that ever happened? <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Like, I, I don't know. Like, people die on their theme park grounds, and they call it once, once they're off property. So <laughs> I think she's, I mean, I guess maybe she's trying to prove some kind of point, but, like, it was the pandemic. Like, what are they supposed to do? So, for people that don't know, Scarlett Johansson is suing uh, Disney uh, for breaching her contract. So, um, basically, the um, her contract was breached because she was supposed to get... Um, it was supposed to be a guaranteed theatrical release, which wasn't the case they released black widow on disney plus same day not 30 days later and her salary was based in large part on the box office performance of the film so obviously if you have it on disney plus to purchase less people will go to the cinema so that affects her um salary right which i mean the part about guaranteeing a a, a theater release i don't necessarily think they broke they breached that part because they delayed it so long, specifically so they could put it in theaters on the same day. And, I don't know. You know what? If, like, how much, how much less did she make? A couple million? Like, oh, sorry. I feel fucking terrible for you. I mean, I, it, part of me is like, y- you are, you've made millions and millions and millions of dollars. Um, but another part of me is... You've got to res- you got to respect contracts. That's what they're there for. And if Disney said, but they didn't say we'd never that we're not going to release it on streaming. They, she's arguing that her her salary was reduced by her do- by them doing that, right? That that it hurt the box office. But yes. They, but but they don't say in her. Con- I mean, I don't know. I haven't read the contract, but like I'm imagining they they did they said fine. You get a percentage of the box office. But like, what if the movie bombs? Then is she going to complain like, oh, well, you were supposed to make a good movie and I was supposed to get paid more. Like, right. Like, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I, don't, I just don't, I don't buy it. She's not going to win. She's, I mean, she, I agree with you. I don't, she's definitely not going to win. Um, yeah. I think it's, it's a bold move to go after Disney. I also read that Emma Stone is now thinking about doing the same thing Gerard for Butler's Cruella. Doing this, Gerard Butler's doing the same thing for like the latest uh, Olympus has fallen or it's not that it's like whatever the third one is but uh where he Uh-oh. plays the, C- the secret service agent he's doing something. oh okay after he saw emma stone doing it and it's like i'm gonna try it. um i don't know i just saw the news article not too long ago so i assume sorry scarlett johansson not emma stone right um yeah i don't know i don't know if they maybe they had the same agent yeah we'll see um so that's what's what's going on there with uh i think that might be our own well well, we'll have some other comic book news to talk about, but um, I don't think 
and I'm not surprised, unfortunately, but I we haven't heard anybody from the Marvel Avengers family like Mark Ruffalo or Robert Downey Jr. or anybody kind of coming to ScarJo's like aid or even with a tweet to be like but again i am not surprised because Because going it's not like she's on some moral high ground like i don't like you know i mean it's it's not like uh, there was a male co-star that didn't get his profits you know what i mean right cut into and like you know it's there was like to me i'm not seeing the injustice so like even if they're friends with her like like why why attach yourself to a, like a dead cause that you don't actually think is valid like i i'm not yeah. i'm not trying to say what they believe but like i don't know like stand up for your friends to a certain degree unless they're like there's no reason for you to be suing disney <laughs> like then i i mean you could you could also tell your friend that they're making a bad call maybe they're <laughs> telling her that <laughs> right right and and disney came out and they i i don't have their statement in front of me but pretty much being like there's a pandemic going on. Yeah, but that's this my is, reaction. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's a pandemic. Not everybody wants to go to the theater. The movie was coming out. We put it on streaming. Like, get over it. Yeah. Unless, again, it's unclear if her con- if her contract said or not that we will be putting it on Disney Plus 30 days after theater release or not. That's what I am not sure about. Well, then the only thing she's going to accomplish is that they're going to change the language of those contracts so that they... If there's a pandemic, they can get out of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of movie news to talk about, and I'm trying not to jump around too, too much. Um, we just talked about ScarJo, Black Widow. So I, I guess in the comic book family, we can talk about the new Venom 2 trailer. Yeah. The second trailer came out for Venom 2. and um, Let There I, Be I, Carnage. Yeah, Let There Be Carnage. Carnage being like Venom's sort of... Arch, I mean, Spider-Man, I guess, is Venom's arch enemy, but Carnage, Venom has a complicated relationship with Spider-Man, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but Carnage is truly a bad guy. Um, yes. And he's like kind of the weird, the like the more messed up version of Venom. So it should be cool. Um, a lot of people have been like since Spider, since Tobey Maguire started in the Spider-Man movies, people have been wanting Carnage in a movie, and they're finally getting it. So we'll see if it yep. comes out good. Woody Harrelson yep. is playing not, I mean, he's playing Carnage, I guess. He's playing the host, like the, the yes. body that Carnage is inhabiting. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. uh, Woody, Woody Harrelson is great. I love yeah. him. He looks um, good in the trailer, too. Like, it seems like he plays the creep very well. Yeah, I mean, he's he's kind of a, like a unconventional-looking Hollywood actor, so mm-hmm. he can play that creep thing pretty well. Um yeah, September twenty fourth. This comes out. Andy Serkis is directing it. Yeah, um, yeah. We were talking about this before we started recording. He had, I guess, he's he's directed a few things. He's mainly known as an actor and motion capture. And there's a ton of motion capture in this Venom movie, so seems right up his alley. We'll see if he does a good job. Yeah. Um, and there's rumors. I don't know if it's going to be true, but there's rumors that they're going to somehow link this Venom like line to the Tom Holland Spider Man movies. <sighs> Because yeah. it was separate, right? When the first Venom came oh, out, oh yeah. The, when the first Venom came out, they didn't. Marvel didn't have the rights to Spider-Man. Spider-Man was still it was like the Garfield era, I guess. Or, uh, I the Garfield movies might have been over already, but like Spider-Man, yeah. the rights for Venom and Spider-Man were Correct. by Sony. Yes. Um, so I don't know, but now with that, the new Tom Holland movie is uh, the new uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man, like seemingly is going to have Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in it. No. Um. There are no rules, so maybe this Venom, uh, you know, like uh, Tom Hardy's Venom, Eddie Brock character seems to be pretty popular, so maybe they can just rope him in. Yeah, you saw the first Venom. I I didn't, the one that was released in 2018. Yeah, I mean, I like it. Um, yeah. It was pretty good. I, I, like, it wasn't amazing to me, but like, I just didn't think that, I just don't think Venom as a character really like holds his own in, a, in his own movie. Yeah. Carry its like, carry his own film. Yeah, like yeah. He's very much reliant on being like a Spider-Man B character, mm-hmm. um, and like even the Carnage storylines in the the ones that I know in the comic books, like we're still in the Spider-Man comic, like so. Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll see. We we'll guess we'll find out. The first one what? seemed to do well, so he, he obviously a lot of people disagree with me. They think he can carry a movie. Yeah. When are we getting that Spider-Man trailer? Isn't it? 
not for a while? Or is it supposed to, the movie's supposed to come out later this year? December. December. But that means they already filmed it and everything with Tobey Maguire? Oh, yeah. Like, Why do I, I feel want, like I maybe want. I have my timeline all messed up? Who knows? COVID. I can't keep track of time. <laughs> COVID, Loki. It's just, yeah. what is time? But I I'm feel feeling. like it was only yesterday that we were, like, getting announcements that, like, Willem Dafoe and... Uh, and uh, Alfred Molina and those guys were like gonna be in it, right? Wasn't that like all, like that stuff feels like it was only confirmed like a couple months ago? So yeah, I mean, were those things? I mean, it was confirmed to the public. Do you know what I mean? Like, were they already like in yeah. the works doing their thing? Who knows? But yeah, December seventeenth, the next Spider Man movie. So where's that trailer? Time's ticking. Yeah, <laughs> I guess we'll see. <laughs> Um, going down our list here, um, trailer news. We got the House of Gucci trailer. Yeah, which looks pretty good. Like, I... Looks so good. Um, I didn't know, I didn't know that there was any of this crazy family history with the Gucci family. I so. didn't know that either until the movie, you know, they announced they were doing a House of Gucci movie. Yeah, I, mean, even, I knew yeah. there was a movie coming. I didn't really look into it until I saw the trailer, and I was like, oh, I should probably, I should probably know a little bit about what this, what's happening before I, before I watch this trailer. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I wonder how much of it is going to be. Is it like a, is it like truly a biopic, or is it kind of a? How many liberties they're going to take? Of what happened? Yeah, um, hard to say. Um, I think it's incredible the. Um, actress that Lady Gaga is turning out to be. Yeah. A star is born, and now this. I mean, I'm not totally shocked. Like, wasn't she, like, pretty classically trained in music and acting, like, all throughout her childhood? If I remember correctly, I think acting was her, like, first, first love. Yeah. Um, and then, like, you know, obviously love. Right? I mean, oh, not Juilliard. I'm not sure. I don't want to misspeak. Yeah. But yeah, she's a New York like arts kid, like yeah. in her in her blood. Um, Jared Leto, when I I didn't I didn't I either didn't realize or I forgot he was going to be in House of Gucci, and he just it's one of those instances where they took an actor and you can't even recognize them with the amount of makeup they put on him. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, the makeup. The, 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 I'm sure they're going to be nominated. I, I could just tell based on the trailer they're going to be nominated for makeup and wardrobe. But um, yes, I mean, if you don't get nominated for wardrobe when you're making a movie about Gucci, like you probably messed up. You messed up. Something <laughs> something went wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that makeup job on Jared Leto looks crazy. I will say I'm. Uh, I, don't, I don't. I won't go on a rant, but like I'm not a huge Jared Leto fan. Like something about him just. I kinda, I oh, don't I don't think it. when I when I see him, you're not movies, alone. Like I, I just don't buy it. Um, his Joker uh, really bothered me too. I didn't like his Joker at all. I I I honestly have not seen any of the Suicide Squad stuff, so I've just heard terrible things about his Joker. Um, but he did win for his role in Dallas Buyers Club, which I think is is well earned. Like I yeah, that I, I mean, that I performance was Re- great. Requiem for a Dream, I love too. Right, that's him. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Did you um, see Dallas Buyers Club? Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he's always bad. Just I don't know. It's not my, not my favorite. Yeah, I mean, you're not the you're not the only one. I, I I've heard like the behind the scenes stories of working with him too have been yeah undesirable. So I think Even that kind before of before he was an actor, like I think there's pretty like there's like horror stories from like Thirty Seconds to Mars days. Thirty like, Seconds to Mars days. Yeah, horror like stories. A, yeah, that he's like a drama queen and maybe a creep. I saw them uh, Warp Tour 2006. Thirty seconds, nice. to Mars. Yeah, <laughs> crushing it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, House of Gucci coming November twenty fourth. Uh, directed by Ridley Scott, who's having uh, a moment this season. He's also obviously uh, we talked last episode about the Last Duel. He's also directing that. Mm-hmm. So he's in his eighties and killing it. So is he really that old? Yeah. Wow. Yep. Good for him. Good for him. Hope I am as. Uh, prolific at 80 so um <laughs> i put this on our list the lamb trailer did you watch it no i don't even know what it is <laughs> okay 
Um, A24. So, um, coming out with a, looks like it could be a horror suspense-ish movie. Um, okay. I, sh- I should have had you watch the trailer. So, I'm just going to explain it <laughs> off, right. off the dome. Yeah. Um, takes place in Sweden, I believe. No, Iceland. Iceland. Um, and this couple, this seems like they're a farming couple. They live in Iceland. They've been trying to conceive um, and they're having trouble and they can't. Oh, they, wait a minute. I did read about that. I haven't seen the trailer, but I did read about this movie. Yes. The sheep, their farm sheep gives birth and gives birth to a half lamb, half human. Yeah. Um, and then the trailer, just this weird version of God only knows by the Beach Boys comes in. It's like shot after shot after shot, like tight, like fast shots. And, you know, they're trying to like live with this this hybrid lamb human baby but like the sheeps look like they're rebelling and want to take their child back <laughs> it's just peak a24 uh yeah. nonsense yeah can't uh, wait that seems like the kind of like freaky movie that i could get into yeah um maybe maybe we'll watch it around the same time and we'll, we'll do an episode on it who knows yeah um going through our list here um I'll save our what we recently watched for last. Um, I just wanted to plug a couple things that I'm excited about. Um, James McAvoy and Sharon Horgan had a movie come out on the BBC a couple months ago called Together. And it's about a couple, um, a married couple living through the pandemic. Um, And I've been wanting to see it, but it's hard to watch stuff that is newly released in the UK and watch it over here, especially if it's not um, a massive release, but it is getting a U.S. theater release, actually, um, August 27th. Through through some back channels. (laughs) Really support the industry. (laughs) Wink, wink. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I love love James McAvoy. Um, I feel like I haven't seen him in anything uh, big in a while, so um, he gets to have his Scottish accent in this too, which I feel like is rare for him. He's either Different. playing American or he's playing English. So um, excited for that. And then you have something very exciting coming up. Well, two things. But the well, we'll talk the one that was already on the list. I just I just threw one on. Spoiler yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for the people listening, I just like threw quickly In real time. while while Britt was talking. Um, but no, the one that we already had on the list was that Amazon is making this Lord of the Rings series. Um, it's not a retelling of the movies it's like another it's like a prequel so it takes place like actually thousands of years before in the second page if you could yeah before nerd out for a second for the hobbit and everything right it's going to be like the um, i think it's going to be the story of like how sauron became sauron like the bad guy so we'll see we'll see i don't know they all they've released is one picture and it's coming out in september of 22 uh september 22nd 2022. Ooh, um, 2222. Yeah. So I'm excited. That's going to be, I mean, the first, The Hobbit, I guess, was relatively recent. Like, how long ago did The Hobbit movies come out? Was that 10 years ago at this point? Like, I don't know. But, um, I mean, the first one might have been 10 years ago at this point. Yeah. But, um, Amazon, I know Amazon is throwing a shit ton of money at it. Like, I think over a billion dollars for the first season. Oh, yeah. Um, so maybe even over two billion. Maybe I might be pulling that number out of my ass, but I kind of remember reading it. Yeah, it's it's a lot of cheddar. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, and the other show that Amazon is spending a ton of money on that I'm also very excited for is The Wheel of Time, which is another book series, another fantasy book series, a la Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, um, that is actually finished. So you don't have to worry about them catching up. And it's fourteen catching books up. Long, so. And messing up the ending because they don't have source material to work with. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> it's actually done. It's 14 books long. It's a massive chore to read the series, but it's amazing. I've read it twice because I'm a massive nerd. Humble brag. <laughs> Greg <laughs> likes to read. Yeah, right. <laughs> Smart guy. Um, but uh, yeah, that's coming out this November. Um, Is it that fast? Yeah, they've been that's working on it for a while. It's already renewed for season two, so... Some executive at Amazon really love it. They're filming season two right now. Um, I'm pumped. Really pumped for that. It's going to be awesome. I'm hoping one of these shows is the next Game of Thrones. We'll see. 
I, I know. I agree. I feel like we're really missing that epic, that epic show to go crazy about and talk about and look forward to every week. Yeah. So we'll see. Hopefully. Very exciting. <laughs> um, last uh, last thing before we get into what we've watched recently, uh, we just got our first look of Sam Rockwell and Saoirse Ronan and see how they run, which is a... Uh, Looks like a mystery, like a period mystery movie. Um, Sam Rockwell is an amazing character actor, and I am Saoirse Ronan's number one fan. So to have them both in a movie together and have them be wearing really cool old-timey hats and solving crimes, yeah, I think I'm definitely, in. definitely two of the best um, actors in like recent memory. Sam Rockwell's yeah. always been great, but I feel like he only kind of recently got all the recognition that he deserved. Yes. Um, and Sir Sharon is just like immediately was great, like out of the gate. So yep. excited to see what they can do together. Should be good. Yeah. Excited. Um, you watched Jungle Cruise. I did. Yeah. We talked about it in the last episode about how, you know, adventure movies are kind of mm-hmm. like got replaced by superhero movies and things like that. And, um, so I was excited to see if Disney could like do something with Jungle Cruise. It's a movie based on a ride, which is like kind of the opposite of what they do. Although they did it with Pirates of the Caribbean, so they did. Um, and you know that kind of was successful. Yeah, just a little. <laughs> um, but it was it was good. You know, it was actually very much. It had like very a piratesy type vibe. Okay, um, meaning what? Meaning, well, I don't want to spoil the movie, but meaning like okay, cursed, okay, no spoilers. cursed dead people. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, no, it's good. You know, Emily Blunt was amazing. Uh, she always is. The Rock, I, I mean, I think he's a great actor, but something about him in this role didn't really do it for me. I don't know. Hmm. Like, he was supposed to be kind of like the underestimated boat captain, but it's like, you're The Rock. Like, who's underestimating you? You're very capable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it, um, what time period is it set in? Is that clear? Is like, it, uh, uh, like late 1800s, probably? Maybe, oh, okay. Or, or maybe like just post World War One. I, I guess okay. it was that. I, I don't really exactly remember. Okay. Because there's references to a war, so like maybe World War One is happening at the time, is what mm. I'm thinking. Mm hmm. And the technology, like submarines and stuff, makes me think that it was probably. 1900s like early 1900s yeah yeah that that makes sense world war one yeah. is you know 1915 ish yeah. or like between the two world wars maybe yeah okay like a hundred or so years ago takes place yeah cool but you would recommend if you had to give it yeah 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 yeah. it was fun what was would fun be your day. rotten tomato rating um high 70s maybe that's pretty early. good that's that's pretty good yeah. Okay. I'll check it out. Yeah. I mean, it's worth watching. For sure, it's worth watching. Okay. Um, I saw, and I'm not going to say any spoilers because it just came out. You haven't seen it yet, but I did see The Green Knight. Um, uh, yeah, I want to see it. Yeah. Went to theaters to see it. Um, I had taken a CBD gummy before I went to see it. I was pretty nice. zoned out and out of it. Um, I, I, was, but... I was drunk when I watched Jungle Cruise. <laughs> Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it was my friend's birthday. We got drunk and watched Jungle Cruise. You're like, this is wild. This movie's wild. Um, yeah, The Green Knight, all I'll say about it is um, visually um, gorgeous. Um, the The scales just seemed and the worlds just seemed so uh, big. And Dev Patel is great. I didn't even realize Alicia Vikander's in it. She's in it. Yeah. I feel like I haven't I, seen I her in a while. Dev, I love Dev Patel. I think he's great in everything he does. Yeah. Um, I read... I'm trying to remember where I read this. It might have been on Reddit, like a Reddit thread, where people were just saying, like, fantasy movies, like, there are no more great fantasy movies, which is like, kind of something similar to, we, to what we talked about last yeah. week. Yeah. Um, where, like, movies like Lord of the Rings really committed, like, like they, like there was no... Um, there was no, like, fan service to the nerds. You know what I mean? They just, like, committed, and they were, like hardcore like we're in this world like we're not like you know what i mean like they're not like breaking any kind of uh what's the word i'm looking for but they just really committed to being like this is lord of the rings like we're in middle earth like there's no like 
what's the word I'm looking for? Like reference, not reference, but like there's no um, no cheesiness to it, or like there's no like 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 it's very immersive. Immersive is the word I was looking for. Yeah. Um, and I read on Reddit that this uh, Green Knight movie kind of has that same quality that they like Absolutely. take it real seriously. One hundred and ten percent agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think some people will love that, and some people will not like that. Um, you can see from the Rotten Tomatoes rating right now. 90% critic and 52 audience. Okay. So it, it can, that can be great for some people and not for others. Um, but I really yeah. liked it. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess the opposite of what I'm talking about would be the recent movies, like the recent uh, Robin Hood movie with Taron Egerton. And uh, then there was also that King Arthur movie with, uh, with um, uh, what was it, Charlie Hunnam. And they were oh. basically they were basically glorified action movies. You know what I mean? That, like, have, yeah. Like so that's the kind like that's the kind of fantasy yes. movie that this is not. At one hundred and ten percent. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, yeah, I can't wait for you to see it, and we'll we'll talk about it. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, too. The last thing on the list, it's kind of a bummer, and I don't know. I don't think you've watched it, but I've watched <laughs> no. The, no. the the Woodstock '99 documentary on HBO. Um, and it is horrifying. I remember, so Woodstock 99 happened, we were only 10. Um, right. But I, I remember hearing news about it, how it was a complete shit show, failure. Um, but yeah. I, yeah, I obviously at the time didn't hear about and realize the amount of sexual assault that was happening at Woodstock 99. Um, the the outlet that that festival was for just angry young white men um and the acts that were at the festival at the time that were just fanning the flames for that um limp Bizkit being one of them yeah i was about to say it seems like it was a crowd full of fred durst's yeah yeah <laughs> the 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 doc the documentary was i was like oh my god the people that were at woodstock 99 were probably a majority of the people that were at the the Capitol in January, like, like they were <laughs> I mean, at Woodstock ninety nine. But so scary. But it's worth noting that sexual assault did not stop at Woodstock ninety nine. It's a huge problem at concerts, like even now. Still, absolutely yeah. yes. Thank you for yeah. saying that. Um, yeah. Uh, so if you want a, a piece of. Uh, what was going on in 1999 in uh, the music scene, at least at Woodstock 99, uh, you can check it out. It's not a fun watch, but you can check it out. Yeah. There's a, there's a documentary about the actual Woodstock, which is a much better time if you want to like mellow out afterwards. <laughs> much better time. Um, I think they might have sugarcoated some things. but oh, I mean, yeah, the Woodstock in the 60s had its own problems, but right. it was generally the peace and love vibe was there <laughs> absolutely i realized from this documentary that there was a woodstock 94 yeah that one was pretty good i think it was it like yeah. w- was g- pretty good they were like great we'll do this again in 99 and yeah i like I, w- I guess i wouldn't call it a guilty pleasure band but a band that i'm into that not a lot of people i know are also into is blind melon i really love blind melon and mm-hmm. they were at woodstock 94 they were like one of the big acts there yeah yeah uh people if you don't know the blind melon by the name they do the song no rain is their like big hit among many other great songs that most people don't know (laughs) yes uh cool anything else before we get into super bad uh no that's all i had excellent um let's get into it i'm so excited super bad came out at the perfect time for me and you um, right. It was right as we were graduating high school. It's about kids that are graduating high school. Mm-hmm. Um, it was perfectly timed. It was perfectly timed. Um, August 17th, 2007. Uh, movies that were also released that summer. Um, we have a pretty good list here. Uh, the Fifth Harry Potter, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Ratatouille, oh, one of my favorite Pixar's. Yeah. Um, another Seth Rogen film, Knocked Up. Um, I put Becoming Jane on here. I don't think anybody that listens to this podcast will know what it is. That's why I added more to the list, because I was like, (laughs) we cannot end this list with Becoming Jane. I've never even heard of that movie. (laughs) 
<laughs> but if any Anne Hathaway or James McAvoy fans are listening, um, it's about Jane Austen. Um, obviously, they took liberties on this movie, but it's just a really fun period piece um, that came out that year. Yeah. The movies that I added after this, they weren't necessarily summer movies, but I Am Legend, The Third Pirates of the Caribbean, Spider-Man 3 with Tobey Maguire, which is the, the not as great one. Yeah. Um, the First Transformers with Shia LaBeouf. Oh, that was 2007? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, some blockbusters in 2007. Definitely. I saw I Am Legend. Um, I was super high for I Am Legend when I saw it in theaters. Uh, I don't remember. Super high. (laughs) Yeah, it was was a mistake. It was a little too intense. Um, Going back to Superbad, though, uh, $20 million budget. It made $170.8 million. Not bad. Pretty good. Um, directed by Greg Matola. He also directed Adventureland, which is another movie I love. And he's directed some episodes of Dave. Yeah, which the second season is still going strong. I think mm-hmm. I like the first season better, but the second season is pretty good. I still, I still haven't watched it. I watched it's the first episode. Yeah, yeah, to check it out. Um, screenwriters Seth Rogen and his best friend and uh, frequent collaborator Evan Goldberg uh, really based it um, on their teenage years they wrote it when they were teens and um, going to high school in Vancouver yeah I think even there was a part of the movie uh, in the beginning when um, when Evan Michael Sarah's character is explaining like he's kind of telling like a fake version of a, of a night that he really had to yeah. Becca in the beginning and he's like oh we went to this like adult party we were, you know it was just really good to hang out with grown people and then we went to this nightclub and then they're like flashing to like what they actually did yeah and I guess the the what they actually did part is like beat for beat an actual night that happened to Evan Goldberg and Seth and Seth Rogen <laughs> <laughs> and he's like yeah that's literally was like how we spent our high school nights <laughs> oh that's so awesome yeah um produced by Judd Apatow and Shauna Robertson so the cast here, um, God, amazing cast. Jonah Hill um, as Seth, Michael Sarah as Evan, Christopher Mintz-Plass, is that how we say Plass. it? Plass. Plass yeah. as Fogel, <laughs> a.k.a. McLovin. Yeah. Uh, Bill, the wonderful Bill Hader as Officer Slater, Seth Rogen as Officer Michaels, Obviously, um, Seth Rogen wrote this when he was a teen, and by the time Superbad actually got made, he was too old to play Seth. Right. But he still right. got himself in there somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, Emma Stone's first movie role. Superbad. Yeah, and, well, and, and McLovin, or Christopher Miss Plot, yeah. too, is, is, is his, uh, his first movie role. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Joe, Joe Lo Truglio as Francis. We know mm-hmm. and love him from Brooklyn Nine-Nine and other yeah. things. Yeah, but, many things. He's the yeah. uh, his. I think his most iconic line in anything is in "I Love You, Man." Is that everything you got? Everything you got. Oh <laughs> he's, yeah. Like, he's spotting him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's also great in uh, role models. Oh, he's the king. He's the king. So, yeah. so oh, good at role models. No, he's not the king. He's the uh, he's the friend. The let us gingerly touch our tips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's wonderful. Uh, Dave Franco makes a small appearance as Greg in yeah. gym class. Uh, Danny McBride. But not Danny McBride, I'm pretty sure. Really? I, I don't think he's in it, yeah. <laughs> Did Wikipedia lie to me? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I saw your note on there, but I was like, I don't remember seeing Danny McBride at that party. The, like, the bully that like gets into the fight with him is Kevin Corrigan. Yeah, let, let me Google if Danny McBride is actually in Superbad. Um, okay. <laughs> So if I Google it and Google image, so it's on the wiki page as Buddy at Party, and I guess he is in it, but he's he's literally just like in the background, like oh, yeah. All right, so he's he's basically not in it. So he's basically not in it. <laughs> yeah. All right, but we, he made he made our outline, so he's there and he's in it. In our, he's in it in our hearts. And we love Danny McBride. Yeah, he's yeah. funny. Love Danny McBride. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that that's the cast. Um, you know, you have Michael Sarah who. At the time, I only knew him from Arrested Development. Um, yeah, wasn't this kind of a big deal for him to get... Well, actually, I don't know. It was this and Juno, same year. So, like, he kind of... I don't know how... I think Juno was a year later. No, it was 2007. It's 2007? Wow. I was looking at the 2007 movies list earlier today. Wow. Yeah, this was a huge year for him. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, blew him up, obviously blew off Emma Stone. And mm-hmm. I, I would say I, Jonah Hill did stuff before this, but this was huge for him too. But not much. Like he was in Grandma's Boy before this. Like I don't really think. Accepted. Oh, right. Yeah. Which obviously not as big as this. Um, Except it was pretty big. But no, this was, yeah, this blew him up. This was time. bigger. Yeah. Grandma's Boy was not as big as either one, but yeah. Yeah, now, I mean, Emma and Jonah are both Oscar nominated actors. Yeah. Yeah. Jonah, what a career that guy's had. Right? Respect. Jonah Hill, if you're listening, we, we are such huge fans. <laughs> Respect, dude. Respect. Keep it going. Um,. So yes, Superbad is about Evan and Seth. They're about to graduate high school, um, and they've been best friends for it seems to be like you know since first grade or something for a really long time. Yeah. Um, super close. Evan got into Dartmouth, which is a very good school, um, and will be going there. Seth uh, will be going to a state school, um, and you can tell pretty early on in the beginning of the movie that that's a little like underlying tension between the two of them yeah i mean pretty much from the time they first mention it you're like okay that's the that's the issue yeah yeah so that's like an experience that a lot of kids in the united states have where like you know you're end of your senior year of high school you're going away to college you have that like last summer or last few days of school or whatever what depending on when you leave to spend it with your friends and like if you have any regrets or, like, things you wanted to do before you leave for college, like, you're trying to get them in. Yeah. And I think for Seth and Evan, excuse me, a big one is losing their virginity, which yes. is a thing we've talked about when we did the American Pie episode. Um, yeah, common theme with the uh, with the teenage coming, <laughs> coming of age movies. <laughs> like, shit, we're graduating high school. We need to, we need to get it in. Um so yeah, it um that that's pretty much how the movie starts. Um, they're on their uh, <laughs> Seth picks Evan up for school, um, and they, you know, some you know some things happen. They get to home at class, um, and Fogel comes in and he tells them, "We're going. I'm getting a fake ID." And Seth is like, "Amazing! Like, there's this party this weekend, and you can buy us alcohol." And he's well, like, actually, Hell at yeah. first, at first, he doesn't he doesn't care at all. He says he's stupid and he's going to get caught. But then he finds out that Jules wants him to get the alcohol for the party, and then he's like, "Oh, great! Fogel has a fake ID." <laughs> yes, uh, Jules, played by Emma Stone's character, um, that home ex scene. Oh God, when uh, Seth is does the whole monologue to the teacher. Yeah, like, like what? Over. Like, give me a fucking break. <laughs> Um, <laughs> like so relatable when I when when I saw this movie for the first time, I was just like, "Yes, senioritis." Yeah, you, you can just see the teacher like give up, like you see it in her eyes where she's just like, "All right, whatever." Yeah, and that home ec teacher, the actress, is plays Pam's landlord in the office for one yeah. episode. There you go. So, any office people listening, same lady. Um, yeah, that that uh, Seth's monologue was um somebody in my public speaking class in college did that for our public speaking class but it's not that long of a monologue right um no it's not that long does it count as a monologue or is it just a long line that's a great question greg (laughs) what's a really long line versus a monologue yeah i don't know i don't know the difference (laughs) yeah but anyway they did it i feel like there is a difference (laughs) yeah i agree they did it. Um, so I, I often think of that when, when I see Good that thing scene. I wasn't teaching that class. Kid would have F. a problem if I was a teacher. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. You've been like, this is just a really long run-on sentence. Yeah, it would have been like amateur hour. Pick something longer. <laughs> get serious. Yeah. Um, we get to the lunch scene and <laughs> the dick drawing story. Yeah. What an epic montage. <laughs> when I first saw this movie and he delivers the line, and I would just sit around and, and draw pictures of dicks. Like, the, <laughs> the whole theater just lost it. Like, what a odd, odd montage and scene. Um, it was, I don't know if it was this scene... Or just like the general language coming out of uh, Jonah Hill's mouth. But when I went to see this movie in theaters, I went with 
with my dad and my uncle and like my younger brothers and like all the little kids and I convinced them that it was going to be a funny movie for like all of us to go to and like I think the youngest kid there was like 10 okay (laughs) and like I just remember my dad I looking over at my dad and my uncle and they were horrified at the movie (laughs) like that (laughs) that the little kids were there (laughs) and I think the dick scene wasn't I think the dick scene was like that was something that because it was all boys there was no 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 it was all like the the boys in the family it was like we were in North Carolina actually and um at the beach and uh yeah it was like that that was one part of the movie that i remember like all of us of all ages were able to laugh together it was like the, oh the, yeah the, the, the dick drawings <laughs> oh yeah just cartoon dicks i yeah. mean the rest of the movie like i loved it obviously but i was also like i was sitting next to my dad and like I, there was a little bit i was a little bit uncomfortable because i knew that he was like not, he was not comfortable that the young kids were there <laughs> <laughs> At least there was no, like, crude nudity. Yeah. So, that's all right. Some language. I read that there was, like, a big struggle with the studio about the dick drawings. And, like, how graphic they could be. And, like, how erect they could be. And how, like, veiny they could be. And, like, there was an issue with, like, the little girl who played young Becca. And, like, what, Mm. like, that they gave her a drawing of something else. Like, she wasn't actually holding a dick picture. I understand that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so, I guess Judd Apatow. Like got into like a huge argument with the studio about it. Can can you imagine? It's like it's like okay, so like how how erect can my dick drawings be, and how many veins am I allowed, and can they have pubic hair? And the studio's like, you can only have four pubes. <laughs> You're allowed think, in four pubes. I think there was um, maybe it was like a Conan bit. Some there was like a, I, I don't know. It was like a random Conan clip that I'm remembering, but I remember or maybe it was. Uh, uh, maybe it, was, it probably was Conan, but basically the guest was like they were discussing the censors and like what what is the line, and so yeah. the guy was drawing on a piece of paper and he's like he draws like a, an oval, and he's like okay that could he's like that's just an oval, like just a long thing, and then he adds like a single ball on it and he's like oh, no we're not getting blurred out yet like who knows like I guess that doesn't go <laughs> and he has a second ball and he's like oh wow we didn't get blurred out yet and then he adds like one vein and it goes it like blurs out and he's like oh i guess that's how you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah the the stories you hear sometimes involving sensors and movies and tv it's ridiculous yeah ridiculous um i still quote this line in day-to-day life um in the cafeteria scene after the dick story um, Evan has to go meet with his like guidance counselor, and Seth says, "So I have to sit here and eat dessert alone, like I'm fucking Steven Glansberg." I will still <laughs> use that line yeah. till this day. And it, and it cuts to Steven Glansberg, who seems like a n- kind of normal kid, just eating by himself. He's just but eating like, a, sna- a snack pack. Yeah, I, I do love that line also because it, it like there's so much. It feels like there's so much history that you, like you don't get to like like you know that yes. it's an insult. You know that it's an insult to be compared to Steven Glansberg, but you don't know any of the history. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean? and I love that they don't explain it either. They're yeah. just like you can. The shot speaks for itself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yes, Seth agrees to get uh, Jules booze for her party that she's throwing. Um, we have we have gym class and and Seth runs up to Evan in the middle of gym class in the soccer field and um, God I just feel Evan I just channels me in this scene um, just not giving a shit about gym class and yeah. Dave Franco's character being like you know so into it like I definitely had those kids in my class one of the funniest lines in the whole movie if you ask me is when <laughs> when he says. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna mess up the line, but it's like, uh, yeah, it's like we all remember. Oh, like, why don't you go piss your pants again? Or that was like, like ten that. years ago, asshole. <laughs> yeah, it's like people don't forget. <laughs> the <laughs> delivery. Forget. Because there is, you know what I love about that is that everybody has like a memory, like an embarrassing thing they did that like really only you remember, but like your fear is that everybody remembers it, and so that is like Jonah Hill confirming this kid's fear. Like we all still remember that you peed your pants. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah so as somebody watching this movie you're like shit do people remember yeah. that embarrassing thing i did they definitely do yeah uh, uh so good um we get um the reveal of the fake id and the classic mclovin that that is one of the hardest i laughed in a theater ever 
is the, when he revealed absolutely. And he's like, this, he's like, he's like, yeah. Like, uh, why would you ever choose Muhammad? Like, what's the mo- it's the most popular name in the world. That's why I went. With, like, that's why I went with McLovin. And he's like, have you ever met anybody named McLovin? He's like, no, because it's a made up fucking fairy tale name. Yeah, <laughs> it's like one name. Who yeah. are you, Seal? Yeah, it's uh, so good. You look like a future um, pedophile in this picture. Number one, number two. It's only one name. The future pedophile line was uh, improv, I read. Really? Yeah. I like it. I like it. Um, So uh, that's the end of the school scenes in the movie. Um, Seth parks in the faculty parking lot and his car gets towed. So that's a big part of this movie because they need to end up taking like public transportation and and stuff. Yeah, they were relying on his car to get around that night. Yeah. So no car. Um. So that changes the course of a lot of the evening. Um, they go to Evan's house and Seth changes it into Evan's dad's clothes. Um, which I which actually is... love that shirt. The shirt? <laughs> yeah, the 70s vibe shirt. Yeah, the so plaid perfect. pants? Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty good, right? Um, so they go, let's go to the liquor store's robbery scene. Um so Fogel, a.k.a. McLovin, goes into the liquor store. Seth and Evan wait outside. Um, and Fogel's about to pay. It looks like his fake ID is going to work. And <laughs> a guy comes in, punches him in the face, um, and robs the liquor store. And then Officer Michaels and Slater show up. Show up. Yeah, two amazing characters. Oh, my um, God. Another another favorite line of mine happens though when uh, when Evan and Seth walk away for a minute, like when he's in the store and they walk away, yeah, uh, because they see that girl, they're like, oh, that, she had breast reduction surgery, and then uh, and then Evan goes, he goes, it's just not fair that they get to flaunt that stuff, and he's like, and we have to hide our boners. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, just imagine, he's like, just imagine if girls weren't weirded out by our boners and stuff, and just like wanted to see them. It's like that's the world I want to one day live in. <laughs> <laughs> that's the world I, just, I someday want to live in. <laughs> yeah. I just always love that line. <laughs> so good. Just, just imagine, just imagine if they weren't weirded out by boners. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we got Michaels and Slater. There are so many great quotes in that scene. Um, yeah, Bill Hader to me more than Seth Rogen's funny, but Bill Hader really steals the show to me between those two. Um, yeah, like all his lines are just hilarious. I. Growing up, I had the DVD of this, and it was the extended, uncut, whatever you want to call it. Um, I ended up watching this on Netflix, and it's not. So there were some lines that I was waiting for that weren't in the Netflix version. Like um, uh. when he's interrogating the uh, liquor store cashier, and, and she, she says, um, he, he looks like Marshall Mathers. She's like, Eminem? The the rapper that that's what he looks like and that wasn't in the the Netflix yeah, yeah, version. Yeah. That is yeah. um, that is that is very funny though when they're like, is he like uh like us like us like a man yeah. a man like yes it was a man yeah <laughs> like, oh did he look like you yes he looked like you I was like oh so Jewish oh so he's Jewish <laughs> yeah <laughs> so he's Jewish so we've got an African Jew wearing yeah. a gray hoodie <laughs> so good um. Yeah. And then Fogel pretty much um, tags along with them for the rest of the night. Um, right. When when Seth and Evan are waiting, they they see the cop cars. They automatically think Fogel gets busted for having a fake ID. They don't know that the store right. got robbed. Right, and it's um, revealed later that they obviously recognized immediately that it was a kid with a fake ID, and they like take him on this journey. Absolutely. No. Um, Seth gets hit. <laughs> he gets hit by a car in the parking lot. So, Joe Latruglio. <laughs> Joe Latruglio. The way he gets hit, so the car <laughs> reverses into his ass, and he just kind of lo- like launches like forward a bit. Yeah. It goes hands and knees. Ground pretty hard. Oh God. Um. So they use this Joe Joe uh, Latruglio's character as an opportunity for them to get alcohol because now yeah they basically blackmail him. Blackmail him. Uh, they end up at this house party with a bunch of older people yeah which is not clear how old they are to me like there was one guy wearing a frat like letters shirt so like maybe they're college maybe they're like post-college they definitely look older than college to me but yeah yeah, yeah who knows? um 
it's the scene with um the dance scene at the party where uh, the girl dances with Seth and gets her period on his pants. Yes. And that girl, I recognize, I'm, I'm not going to look up her name, it'll take me too long, but I recognize her from uh, Get Him to the Greek. She's in, mm. and she's in a few other, like, a uh, few other comedy, like, roles, but I, I'm not okay. remembering her name, but she's in, she's in a few others. So I recognize yeah. her, that's the point. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, kicks off, like, a whole series of events for yep. them. Um, <laughs> I love when uh, when he realizes, or when the two guys realize that there's blood in his pants, and uh, and he's like having, he's like about to puke. He's having the freak out, like, "What do I do? What do I do? What do I do?" Like, like just get over it, dude. <laughs> like, like it yeah, yeah, right. Like, way to like period shame. Like, it's not yeah. that gross. I mean, he was um, like an 18 year old kid, but like the other two dudes are like, "Oh, gross!" Like, yeah, like, like, like all right, all right come we down. Ad- I thought we were at an adult party, guys. Yeah, I, lo- I love when he is... Also not very classy on her part, let's just be honest. No, no. I, I don't know if she was just free bleeding or yeah, if... I don't, I'm not period shaming, but maybe maybe do something about that. She has some bad leakage. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, figure it out. But when he was freaking out and he, he, he goes to the bathroom line and he's like, is this... He's like, is this the is this the bathroom or whatever? And I, I, I forget what goes down, but then he just goes, fuck me, right? And keeps walking. Yeah, keeps walking. Right. And he's like, I gotta watch this Merlot off my pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Evan, meanwhile, Evan is like in a room going he to use phone, his, he, yeah, he takes, takes a phone, a phone call. call. Yeah. <laughs> and a bunch of people walk in the room and they realize they're just they're about to do a bunch of coke and then they're just like, Who's that guy? And, yeah. I, and he's just like, hey. <laughs> and they think he's somebody's brother who's a really good singer. So, so they make him sing. Yeah, I think and he sings like a Tom Jones song or something. He does, yeah. yeah. Oh, but God. Very awkward scene, but also very funny. And what uh, a perfect guy to play it. Michael Sarah. if you need an awkward dude to play something. Yeah, apparently, I also, another fun fact I read about this movie while I was doing my research is that his mom is the one that found the script and recommended it to him. Get out. Yeah. Wait, what? His mom found the script? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his mom is the one that recommended And then, like, uh, and then he got recommended to Seth Rogen by, um, by Jay Baruchel. Oh, okay. And, yeah, and then, but I don't know how his mom got a hold of the script somehow. Like, it's like his yeah. mom is agent or something. Yeah, like, <laughs> his mom. His mom read the script first and was like, "You should do this." That's so funny. Well, good. Thanks, Michael Sarah's mom. Yeah, and Jay Baruchel. Good job. Yeah. Um, one of the guys in the room that was doing cocaine um, is Michael in a movie we've already covered. Ten things I hate about you. Yeah, David Krumholtz, and who's in yep. various other movies. Yep, and uh, Gilfoyle from Silicon Valley, Mar- Martin Starr is also right in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, ship shit goes down at that party because the the boyfriend of the girl who bled on Seth uh, gets super pissed and wants to fight him. Uh, Seth and Evan make a run for it. Um, and they eventually run into the cops and Fogel. Uh, the cops right. literally run, literally hit Seth again <laughs> with their car. <laughs> um, this is a common occurrence for the cops because they say, I can't believe this is happening again, that they've hit somebody. Yeah, it's like when he's, uh, he's got the laundry detergent containers. <laughs> so gross. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite lines is when uh, Seth Rogen is chasing after um, Evan, Michael Sarah's character, and he just loses steam, and he's like, he's the yeah. fastest kid alive. Yeah, yeah, he's the fastest kid alive. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just vomiting beer. Yeah. And he's like, it's only beer, it's only beer, don't it's worry. It's only beer. <laughs> um, Let's cut to the boys finally arrive at Jules' party with the alcohol. Fogel ended up coming through. He still had the alcohol from earlier. Um, the boys think they're going to seal the deal with their respective ladies. Evan and Becca trying to have sex is still one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen. Yeah. I like, I think she didn't really have like a huge role throughout the movie, but that scene is brilliant <sighs> on her part. 
brilliant. Um, yeah, yeah, like she just does the like it's not just the acting drunk, but like the being awkward about sex. Like that, like she just did like a teenage girl really well. You know what I mean? Very or just teenager well. in general. Like, um, and he did too. I mean, he obviously is the king of awkward. But like leaving the, the socks like, on. Yeah. Just those the, little details. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the vintage sweater and like the, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, the whole thing, the whole the whole scene between the two of them, when she's like, "I'm gonna give you a blow, like the best blow J, Bl- the best blow J ever." <laughs> yeah, with, with my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Evan said, "Like you're, oh, you're the prettiest girl this side of the Mississippi." Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like, incredible um and it escalates when she's there you know they're gonna have sex and and she goes i don't know why you have to be such a little bitch about it and he's like did you just call me a bitch and then and then she throws up because she was wicked drunk right which you have to imagine that was coming anyway probably so yeah in the meantime, Seth is trying to get with Jules, and we find out that Jules doesn't drink alcohol. Um, right, so he got so drunk expecting her to also be drunk because he thought that was the only way he would have a chance. Yeah. Um, so when he finds out that she doesn't drink, he's, you know, kind of like, the well, what the hell, you would never get with me when you're sober, um, which is not true. He is so drunk that he falls over and hits her in the in the face with his large head um, and gives her a really black eye. Yeah, and that is also one of the funniest moments in the movie. Because <laughs> like, it's, it's like kind of just unexpected. Like, I mean, like, you, you know something's going to happen. Like, he's going to screw it up. And, like, you think for a second that maybe he's going in for another kiss. But then he yes. just, bam, slams her in the head. And she's like, oh, what the fuck? I, yeah, it's just yep. so good. Um, and then Fogel is actually getting it done. He is having sex. Mm-hmm. Which leads to my third favorite line in the movie. <laughs> we should be guiding his cock, not blocking it. <laughs> <laughs> when Officer Slater and Michael show up to bust yeah. the party. Uh, yeah, when... Uh, oh, there's actually a couple lines there when he's like, I assume you all have crack and guns. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah be I prepared l- to be fucked by the long dick long of the law. Long dick of the law. <laughs> Love the scene where Bill Hader is just uh, breaking it down, like dancing by himself, like drinking a beer in the party. Um, Love, 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 love. Um, So, yeah, that scene you find out um, that Officer Michaels and Slater knew that Fogel was not 25 and of age. They just, you know, they wanted to be the, you know, the cool, the cool cops. Mission accomplished. The the coolest cops. (laughs) Um, Also the cops that most definitely got fired. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. We caught the infamous Fogel. Oh, yeah. The favor they do for him when they they basically pretend like he's this criminal (laughs) to make him look good. Fogel's like, wait for me, Nicola. Wait for me on the other side. (laughs) Yeah. And then the bully, the bully that spits on Seth in the beginning of the movie, is like, wow, Fogel's a badass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wait, no, that's not the bully that spits on him. The bully that spits on him spits on Bill Hader and gets oh, whacked right. in the face. Yeah, just fuck the police. <laughs> yeah, fucking pigs. Yeah, fuck. And he's just like gets yeah. whacked. Um, uh, that but, is another. Yeah. Not to keep listing off my favorite quotes, but no, uh, please. Uh, in the beginning, when he spits on Seth in the beginning of the movie, and Seth's like, you totally bailed on me there. And, and, and Evan goes, what did you want me to do, jump in front of his spit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I, I know I, I was kind of, you know, trudging, trucking through this plot, but we, we did miss the part before they get to Jewel's party. Um the or right before they walk in they do have the blow up where seth does find out that evan is going to live with vogel in college right yeah um, and that's what yeah the ultimate the, the the thing that's really been bothering them the whole time right that it blows up between them and they yeah they go into the party not happy with each other yeah and then things obviously don't work out for either of them mm-hmm. as far as getting laid i guess Evan gets super drunk, passes out. As the party's getting broken up, Seth <laughs> carries him out um, to safety. Um, 
and they uh, they have a little sleepover in Evan's basement with pizza bagels, which I think is so. That's what I was doing in high school. Yeah, love pizza bagels. Yeah, pe- sleepovers with bagel bites and you know on the floor, um, and they have a really sweet sleepover moment together <laughs> before they right. fall asleep. Right, and they they end up making up, and they you know Jonah says or not well uh, Seth. Jonah's character kind of says like it's okay I knew I knew you were gonna live with Fogel and go do yeah. and I was jealous or I was whatever and then Michael Sarah has his but I don't even remember what he admits he says like yeah I think he admits that he's you know afraid to to leave Seth right. as well and, and go missing, to college yeah, and, yeah. Him, yeah. and they do the little boop boop on yeah. the nose <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's sweet. I I don't know about you, but I don't think you see many like male friendships, like moments like that in movies where you're literally like I lo- like you're my best yeah. friend and like I love you and I just want to scream from the rooftop that I love my best friend. Yeah, especially then in 2007. Although it was starting to turn the other way, but like when basically gay jokes were still like a huge thing. Even in this movie, there was a few times where they made like. Uh, they made gay jokes, or they said something was gay in like a very, you know, a very derogatory mm-hmm. way, which is not really PC to do anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like, so that definitely created like a atmosphere where guys did not want to admit that they loved other guys, like in a, you know, in like a just a friendship kind of way. Yeah, but, it's uh, really so sweet I, to I see. Don't know, I think naturally it probably just takes guys longer to get to that point where you feel comfortable admitting something like that. But like, yeah, that's good. Definitely not yeah. high school most of the time, but yeah. I love the morning after. So they have this beautiful moment, conversation together. They fall asleep. Obviously, they wake up. They're all disheveled and hungover. Um, Seth kind of stands up and, and you know, he's about to run off. And Evan's like, you don't you don't have to leave. Like, we can... And he's just like, you want to hang out? And Evan's like, no. yeah, I got I to gotta go to the mall and get a new comforter. And he's like, yeah, I, I, could, I could go to the mall. Um, and he's like, cool. And then he's like... <laughs> Seth goes, your mom has huge, huge tits, and then just runs away. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that was like kind of a running gag throughout the movie, right? Like when you first meet Evan, uh, Seth picks him up for school in the very beginning. His mom drops him off, and she like leans into the car a little bit to like say goodbye and like have a good day at school. And Seth says, I can't believe you got to suck those when you were a kid. Yeah, and it's like, at least you got to suck on your dad's dick. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so they go to the mall, they run into uh, Becca and Jules, they each, um, you know, pair off, and there's a nice moment where they just kind of look back at each other as they're, you know, going their separate ways yeah. with, and with their ladies. And then like a little thrusting move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, the movie ends, but um, it is one of my favorite comedies of all time. Um, same, like same. we. Like we said, it came at the perfect, perfect time for us in our lives, and um, I, I think I'll, it'll always be a, a fond movie for me to look back on because of that. Um, yeah, I feel like it's the kind of movie that every time I watch it, too, like I discover a new line that I love even more. Yeah. Because um, there's just so many. It's like just hit after hit. Like The whole script is hilarious. Hilarious. Um, thanks for picking it for our summer series. Yeah, I don't remember what the inspiration was. I just went for it. Yeah, it hit. It hit hard. I'm okay. glad we did it. Do you have anything else to add before we wrap? Um, no. Oh, I remember why I picked the movie, though. It was because I was remembering seeing it in North Carolina at the beach that time. <laughs> with, all the, with all the youngins in my family. <laughs> yep. I wonder yeah. if, you, um, if you asked those youngins... Like, have they seen the movie since? Like, what do they... Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Probably, wow, Greg Greg and his dad was so cool for taking us to see that movie. It was... I'm trying to remember how the conversation went, but, like, I picked out the movie. We, it was raining that day. We decided we were going to go see a movie. I picked out Superbad because I knew I wanted to see it. And, I, and it was, like, rated R, and I was like, oh, I think it'll be fine. Like, it's probably... You know, I was like, it's about two kids. Language. High school. Yeah. yeah. And obviously, I obviously undersold it. <laughs> They're like, whoa, is this what high school is like? <laughs> yeah, right. Crazy. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, I mean, I was 18, so my, bro- my youngest brother was 12. 
Yeah. And then there was another one other kid younger than him, I think, that was there. Also, props to this movie for casting actors that look like teenagers. Yeah. Yeah, Jonah was the oldest of that group. He was 23. Yeah. At the time. And he looked pretty young. He looked like he looked young. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, you know, the shows you got around that time, like the OC and One Tree Hill, where. Right. You're like, these kids, there's no way these kids are in high school. Well, I mean, Christopher Mintz Potts was 17. Yes. His and mom it, had to be in the room for his sex scene when they were yeah. filming. He was 17. Michael Sarah was 18. So they were right around that age that they were playing in the movie. So it worked. Yeah. Well, everybody, that was our uh, super bad episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you didn't, you can still tell us that you didn't like it. You can. No, they, I think I feel like they enjoyed this one. I could tell. Oh. I could tell you. I could tell you guys enjoyed it. Oh, good. Okay, I misspoke. <laughs> yeah. um, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Friends Like Films. Uh, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. That would be amazing. Um, I can't believe that our next episode is our 20th episode. Um, Yeah, since we're not complete uh, noobs at this anymore, we're going to start um, bringing some friends to join the Friends Like Films podcast. Um, And um, our first friend will be joining us next week. Um, A friend, former coworker of mine, Terry Cudmore, um, he picked his summer movie pick. We'll be talking about the way way back so i have never seen it so oh really oh it's great yeah so we'll stick with our theme sort of well i guess we haven't really had the theme in the last few episodes but a theme of uh our original theme which is where one of us hasn't seen the movie (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. we've kind of gone off that but yeah, yeah so we'll be having some more uh guests joining the friend group for future episodes so stay tuned yeah and um Right, we haven't actually reached out to anybody, so I hope you're available, friends. We'll, we'll be in contact. Yeah, we'll be putting <laughs> yeah. feelers out there yeah. for sure. Okay. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, see you next time. See ya. <laughs>